iconic. DJ Khaled. What up, everybody? And welcome to the Ozone. We're back. I am Omar Miller, your host. I'm here with my brother. The icons. And it's time. It's time. It's time. It's time. It's time. Yo, so we're here. We're talking sports. We're talking how we think it is and how it should be. You're live in the Ozone, baby. And it's time for us to get to it straight away. Hot news, hot take coming off the uh, coming off the press is... Straight off the skillet, right? Straight off the skillet is Teddy Bridgewater. Right. Man. Ooh, what is going on? This is crucial. It's early. It's early, but sounds like his season might be over. What do you? So what did you hear? What happened? So far, I've just heard that the ambulance had to come out and, you know, he was on the ground for about 25 minutes and... There, you know, he has a knee injury. He just dropped back without without any contact. And that's in practice, or that was this is in practice. Ooh, yeah, and no contact, and he just yeah. You think that that ACL? It smells like an ACL. What is it that? It smells like an ACL tear. Oh, that stinks. Damn, that does stink. I don't want that on anybody. No, especially from a guy who had knee injuries, right? As, yeah, exactly, and also from. The, Watching a guy who has a lot of potential, yeah, they should have beat the Seahawks. They have a lot of, uh, you know, they have a lot of action going on up in Minnesota. I know they were looking forward to a good year, having all day back, and all day. <laughs> uh, and and now here we go. Which leads me to a question that I'd like to pose to you, which which is, <laughs> I tell you, which leads me to a question that I'd like to pose to you, which is. What do you think is the importance of NFL preseason? I think they should use it more for, which I think that they do usually for scouting purposes more than anything. You know, you have your, your what is that, the, like the D-League team or whatnot that they have that they pull uh, cats up from when the league is going on, when somebody goes down. But most of the time you don't see the starters out there. Yeah, but I mean, look at the situation. The starters are out there for a minimal amount of time. It tells you how dangerous the game is in the NFL. How many snaps did Tony Romo take before things went south? Not enough, but that's during the season and probably at home, wherever, because Tony Romo is always hurt. Yeah, I mean, but I don't think he cracks his vertebrate on the couch. Maybe. <laughs> I, don't, <laughs> I don't think that's how it goes. I know those in the Cowboy Nation definitely ain't uh, are not feeling it. They shouldn't, but, you know, it's time to move on. Tony Romo really is an overrated quarterback when you look at it. Ooh, yeah. preach. The Cowboy Nation is going to have a bone to pick with the icons. Yeah, pick it, pick it. Because he's only won one playoff game in his whole career. He's been in the league for more than 10 years. And he gets love. He gets love like he's won or has about six or seven rings. <laughs> he gets love like he's won several Super Bowls. Now, this kid, this backup, this kid that they just brought in, Dax, I mean, he looks nice. I would like to see. I'm, I'm on the train right now. I'm on the hype machine. Is that right? So yeah. you think Dak Prescott? Yeah. You think he's real? I think that he's an upgrade over Tony Romo. Wow. Even without the NFL experience. Tony Romo hasn't really done anything. Wow. He's been hurt is what he's done. <laughs> yeah. He successfully navigated the the gauntlet of the NFL injuries and still gotten paid. How many guys Jerry can you Jones say special. how many guys can you say had that many injuries and didn't right. get cut? Right. One, Tony Romo. <laughs> and, and I mean it, it, to his credit, it's not like it's always his fault. You know, for, for No, he's going hard. He's he plays hard, and I think that's what people like about him so much. Yeah. He has heart. I don't even question that. I just say that He's overrated in the sense when you come down to statistics, he hasn't done anything. So why would you give him praise like he's, 
you know, the next coming. I sort of feel like that about Aaron Rodgers as well. He has one ring, and every year we hear that he's the greatest quarterback to ever walk the earth, and Aaron Rodgers is not. Wow. I mean, but one ring is one more than a lot of guys have. Yeah, but Russell Wilson is better than him. <laughs> you love Russell Wilson. I sure do. I, I he's understand, there, but he's you're there. always, he's but there. you always, it's always your go-to. Everybody in the world knows you love Russell Wilson. <laughs> you know, you keep it going, it's a, keep <laughs> it going. Ah. Everybody knows you. You feel the need to every time uh, make the statement about Russell Wilson and Tom Aaron Brady. Rogers. They have him ranked over Tom Brady. Yeah, they have him ranked over yeah. pretty much everybody. Yeah. Every everything that yeah. I hear, the you know the only person who I'd say. Because he delivers, I can't really ride him. Aaron Rodgers, when he plays, is a really good quarterback. Uh, there's no doubt about that, um, in my opinion. And it's this kid, Andrew Luck, that gets the love that is he's he's somebody that I can't. Him and understand. Tony Romar are in the same on the same little truck or boat or bandwagon or whatever. They wow, boat, they I bo- can't go that. I'd rather have a, a healthy Tony Romo than a healthy Andrew Luck. Really? Yeah, because because Andrew Luck is from what I've seen. He had one good season. I like Tony Romo. <laughs> I don't think Tony Romo's only had one good season, though. That's, this is the thing. I well, think, I think I that think, uh, Andrew Luck has more playoff wins than Tony Romo already. This is very, <laughs> very, quite possibly true. And that's a that's a, a jerk move to pull that one. <laughs> but what can you do? But I, mean, I had to go for the jugular. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know, man. At the same time. For some reason, you know, they win when he plays, and I think that's why he gets so much burn. Mm. Because their record, I saw some stat about their record with him and without him, it's exponentially better with him. Well, I think that you're going to see a different team. Tony Romo, we're speaking about, correct? Yes, 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 yes. We're going to we're going to see a different team with that kid Ezekiel Elliott and this oh, and yeah. this Prescott kid. I think that you're going to see. I have more faith in them than the Raiders. Why? Why would you do this? Why would you? How, <laughs> it has to be that. You, it has to be that how way. How dare you say something so blasphemous? It's EO zone. It has to be that way. <laughs> I don't agree, CJ. <laughs> I do not agree because Derek Carr is already a proven product. Amari Cooper is a proven product. Khalil Mack is all pro at two different uh, uh, positions. Our line is right. The, the Cowboys. Good. The Cowboys line allowed their prized possession. To get broke up no, in a preseason no, game. No, 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 that was not the Cowboys. In, in a preseason no, game, that he ran. He got out of the pocket, didn't didn't feel the pressure, and got hit in his back, and it looked terrible. No, yeah, he got out Ezekiel, of the pocket. Ezekiel Elliott gave him a great block. Watch, and it. he got out of the pocket and he tried to slide. Yeah, but that wasn't. That's not your line. Your line didn't do that. He did that. I don't know, dude. The line didn't create a pocket for him. <laughs> the line had enough. He couldn't make a decision quick enough. You can't. They. That's one of the biggest knocks on him. He doesn't make his decisions quick enough. He needs to read, and he's not reading it. Well, reading is fundamental. Yeah, and it's the rainbow. I don't know, man. No, I don't know, dude. I don't, I don't know. know. <laughs> what I know is today is the day Tim Tebow right now is at USC balling. He hit a, what, a 400-foot bomb. I don't know what he's done. Were you down there? You got some footage right now? I, I don't have the footage. Maybe I do. Let me look that up. He's, but he's doing it right now. Yeah, he this hit, is that, that footage that he had was him mashing. Yeah, but he hit a 400-foot yeah, bomb. Yeah, no, no, that was him mashing no, at, he, at previously. No, he hit a 400-foot bomb today. Already, huh? Yeah, and they said that the, they, the scouts have already Oh, come. yeah, here it is. Tim, Ta- Tim Tebow displays power, yeah, uh, earns they, mixed scouting reviews and MLB workout. He was apparently he was all universe in high school 
Um, he just like a great athlete. He's just a great athlete. And seems like a great guy, to be honest. Yeah, and he just got the raw deal in the NFL. Um, they, they didn't like the way he looked while he was winning, and I don't understand. <laughs> <laughs> while he was winning is the key component to that saying, right. the, the, that, that, that sentence. And I agree. I feel like he got the raw deal fully. Yeah, why do you get, you know, punished for winning? I don't understand that. You well, didn't like the way it looked? They didn't like the way it looked. And that was everybody's that was everybody's complaint. Right. Nah, his fundamentals. Nah, he's not a winner. The guy came up and didn't do anything but win. He won more games probably than Tony Romo. <laughs> he's, he's, he's won more plays. He's won an equal <laughs> amount of playoff games exactly. than Tony Romo. How about that? Yeah. And he's at the house trying to figure out why he can't get a job. Right. He's a stud. He's a gold baseball. Swing stick. More than 12 years after Tebow last played baseball in high school, the former Heisman Trophy winner hit eight balls over the fence at USC's Dedell Field, including shots that cleared a scoreboard and reached the trees in right field. And that's a mash. The lefty also hit an opposite field drive that cleared the left field while oppo power. That's a mash. Wow. Tebow looked less impressive during live batting practice against former major league relievers Chad Smith and David Ardsma. David freaking Ardsma. David <laughs> Ardsma cost Seattle so many games because I had him on my fantasy squad for a little while. <laughs> and late into his career, he couldn't close. The armadillo. <laughs> he couldn't close it. He couldn't shut it down. And they wanted him to close so bad. He would have been good in the seventh, you know, Frankie seventh Rodriguez. or eighth. And Frankie Rodriguez, they got like 30 saves or something this year. I don't know what you're talking about. Okay. How many blown? I don't know, but he closes games. That's He, he closed one last night, as a matter of fact, against the White Sox. They need to let that kid Rondon throw. They do let him throw. They let Bruce throw. <laughs> they let Bruce Bruce hit it, huh? They do from time to time. Wow. Tebow put four of Smith's 20 pitches in play. Smith's fastball topped out at 92. It's not bad. It's uh, above average. Yeah, but Smith isn't the one on. <laughs> Smith isn't the one that. <laughs> but he is, hit uh, it, though. That's what I'm saying. Oh, he, he hit it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. One of the major league scouts said, I thought he was okay. Better than I expected, to be honest. For not playing as long as he had, I thought he did okay. That's a big dude for as fast as he can run. The power was impressive, but I wish he could have translated it maybe a little better against live pitching. Yeah, but how can they complain? They got guys in the league batting a buck ninety. And how about them? Yeah, apples? And now, now you want this good, this guy to come out and you know hit four hundred. Preach on it, son. <laughs> let the let the guy breathe. Let him let him try out. Why is it that the sports world is so hard on Tim Tebow? What did he do? He came out as a, a, an ardent believer in Christianity and in something. I don't even think it was just Christianity. I think it se. is. You think it's Christianity? Yeah. You think it's a persecution yeah. shot? Yeah. I think it's. The, I think it's the idea that he's just. The world now is is designed for you to go along with popularity, right? And I don't necessarily think it's that it's Christianity. I think if he would have came out with a hardline stance for Islam, it would have been the same thing back then. I think it would. I think if I think if he would have came out as a hardline stance for Orthodox Judaism, it would have been the same thing. I just think that the the world of sports is you know very corporatized, and playing it right down the middle is the best thing you can do, it for that corporate block. You right. know, they don't they don't really they're not looking for their athletes to have a, a hardline opinion on anything except for what their sponsors say. So you can have a hardline opinion on speed stick uh, versus, you know, Old Spice. Right. But uh, when it comes to the issues on the day-to-day, I don't think that's what's desired, which which leads me to to speak about the, the real news that's bubbling over all over the place is Colin Kaepernick. Mm, and he's standing up for something. By sitting down. You see what I did there? You nice. saw that. You nice. saw what I did there. Smooth. I know, zone. Smooth. Silky smooth. 
<laughs> Fine as wine. <laughs> yeah. So 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 Cap, anybody that's been under a rock for the past couple of days and last preseason game, did not stand during the national anthem in protest. And boy, oh boy, has it lit the world on fire. Just as he wanted. Yeah. And yeah, I, yeah. great job, man. Stand up for something. Everybody's so scared to be, you know, stepping on somebody's toes, being politically correct. Everybody gets a trophy. Hey, man, that's not the real world. Stand up for something that you believe in. If he believes it, then stand up for it. There's well, nothing wrong with that. This is kind of paraphrasing what uh, what Drew Brees said, actually. Drew Brees, I read something from Drew Brees uh, where he said uh, it's kind of oxymoronic to criticize Kaepernick for uh, addressing his right, you know, for, for exercising, sorry, uh, exercising his right to protest the flag, which is what the flag is all about, right. ironically. Right. Just like freedom of speech. Yeah. But, you know, what's interesting is that he also, but, but you know, they have a lot of, they have a lot of, uh, they have a lot of misquotes going on. Like, as everybody, you know, all of the headlines are, are just about Jim Brown supports Kaepernick. Uh, Kareem supports Kaepernick. Drew Brees supports Kaepernick. Drew Brees said, I wholeheartedly disagree. Not that he wants to speak out about uh, a very important issue. No, he can speak out about a very important issue, but there's plenty of other ways that you can do that in a peaceful manner that doesn't involve being disrespectful to the American flag. Um, and, you know, it's very, it's, uh, it's very interesting because even Jim Brown when Jim Brown, the the great, uh, maybe the greatest athlete of all time, uh, one of them, came out and said, uh, "I uh, he's within his rights and he's telling the truth as he sees it. I'm with him 100%. But see, then he says, um, now if you ask me, would I do that? No, I won't because I see it a little differently. I'm an American citizen. I pay my taxes. I want my equal rights. But this is my country. And consequently, I consequently, wow, I'm having a real hard time with the Speaking today, Ozone listeners, I'm sorry. And uh, and consequently, I don't want to open up for ISIS or anybody that'll take away what we've already gained. And I think this is the this this is where the line gets muddled. You got Rodney Harrison coming out on a on the personal attack saying, you know, he's not black. Now he's apologized. Of course, because that's how everything works now. You have to apologize. I'm gonna apologize for the ozone as soon as we get off. <laughs> and you know, it's it's but it's it's amazing. Because everybody, I think that there's two separate questions to be asked here, you know? And I think those questions are, one, um, do you agree with his right to protest? And two, do you agree with the protest? These are the two separate, you know, these are the two separate factors. Right. And clearly by what, you know, what... uh, Drew Brees and Jim Brown both are agreeing with, Kareem Abdul-Jabbar as well, too, is saying, yeah, I agree that he has the right to protest. And he has a platform, so, you know, uh, uh, this is a this is perhaps a good thing. But what they're what they're also saying is, is there's different ways to go about it. Now, everything that I've read on Twitter uh from the personal perspective of a, it, it's a it's an it's like the Mike Brown shooting, you know? Mm-hmm. There's a there's such a polarized view on this particular topic because nobody's looking at the right to protest and people are just looking at what he did as far as uh boycotting the flag. 
and boycotting the national anthem, which is a beautiful song. Right. Oh, one of my favorite songs. It's of one all of my time. favorite songs. And I, truth be told, especially I like Marvin Gaye's version, the the goat. That's the uh, greatest one I think I've ever heard. Uh, but I just love it. I love it at games. I love it pregame. You stand up. They the flyby. Oh, it's just incredible. Oh, the flyover, rather. Yeah. <laughs> but they're shooting. Get out! They're shooting. Get coming. Get through the chopper. Get down. <laughs> 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 Ah, uh, the flyby. <laughs> what yeah. kind of games are you playing at, Terry? Uh, uh, yeah, but no. No, I, 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 I feel like it's just right. I don't care if Jim Brown doesn't agree with it, whatever whatever he felt See, like was you're most effective. That you're, you're, you're saying the same thing. It's not about whether or not that Jim Brown didn't say that. Right, right. No, I'm saying what Jim Brown just, just said. Using, I'm just using right. Jim Brown as a, as a platform, but I'm saying what, whoever doesn't agree with his method, that's his method, and that's yes. his right to exercise it the way that he sees fit. And obviously... It pushed buttons because people are speaking on it, exactly. like we are, you know. And maybe it'll all it has to do is touch one person, you know, the right person. Donald Trump is telling him if he doesn't like it, he can leave and everything. But man, come on, yeah, wow, why it, did it you just, leave? It's just amazing to me how Donald Trump has become the go-to, <laughs> the go-to for anything for for immigration. And for, for who gets to stay and who gets to go. Right. Do I have to, does he have a board or something you go in front of? No, what I can tell you he doesn't have, he doesn't have a trace of Native American blood in his body. That's what I can At tell all. you he does not have. So, so that tells you he hasn't so, done any so, hard work. So, <laughs> well, I won't say that, but what he hasn't done is be here longer than anybody else who immigrated. So that that's the that's the, the real for me about that. I, I think it's pretty interesting that, uh, I think it's pretty interesting that, that, you know, today's black professional athletes are coming out and politicizing things, and it really is having such a drastic, uh, it's having such a drastic backlash. You know what I mean? It's mm -hmm. like, and it's not just a backlash because I think that you, one thing that I really, one thing that I really did like about, uh, one thing I really did like about the Kaepernick situation is that he went, he did it, and he even said, Hey, I know there's gonna be a backlash, and I know there's gonna be consequences, and I'm willing to wear them. Yeah, and he sacrificed himself, and he's he willing to sacrifice sword. himself for that. And in that, that's admirable. Um, I doubt his, if he, you know, if he ever gets to play again in the NFL. Yeah, his methodology definitely could have gone, you know, definitely could have gone another way. Definitely, definitely could have gone another way, but it could have also not have been as, you know, as effective had it gone another way. Right. This is an ongoing conversation that I think Americans are going to have to recognize isn't going to stop anytime soon. Yeah. Because of the thousand or so professional athletes, even if 50 of them are willing to step out, that's going to make waves. Exactly. And I feel like you have to say at some point, how much money do you need? If there are issues that actually matter to you, then you should speak out on them. And you should you should demonstrate and protest and exercise your right to that. The thing that trips me out about the hypocrisy of America is it all depends on the issue. Right. Like the NBA, the NFL, I think Major League Baseball – all of these places have have changed the schedules and this, that, and the other based on that transgender bathroom law out in North Carolina. Like, it was a very big deal. It's true. Very, very big deal. 
and and you know like uh, when you when everybody came out to support Michael Sam when Michael mm-hmm. Sam was making his move trying to get to the follow his dream and try to get to the NFL, mm-hmm. but as Americans we seem like we just have this thing where if I agree or if I deem your struggle not worthy, up to my standards yeah if I deem your struggle worthy then. I'm willing to to be cool about it, and if not, I'm gonna go on the internet. <laughs> I'm gonna burn your uniform. I'm gonna burn your uniform. I'm gonna go on the internet and talk totally crazy. It's something that they wouldn't say to his face. They would never. You see, Colin Kaepernick, and, and you're five six. <laughs> you're five six. You better hide behind the Twitter 170. handle. Colin Kaepernick will bust you up, man. That's he's a professional <laughs> he athlete. Keep it one hundred. He'll bust you up. He'll bust you up. Now you remember the brothers that uh, back in the '68 Olympics in Mexico City. That came in uh, in the in the I think it was the four hundred. They came in to fight the power first and third, and they threw up the black fist with the glove on mm-hmm. with the black glove. There's a great article on a uh, website called Minds.com, and it's titled "Raising My Fist at the Olympics Cost Me My Friends and My Marriage, But I Do It Again." And it's by John Carlos, another fellow alum of San Jose State University. Wow! And he speaks about kids who. He actually had to chase down because he was a school administrator years later, and they couldn't believe that he was chasing them down because he was so fast, and these kids were trying to get away. And so he finally hawked them, and they hid, and he told them to come out, and they came out. And uh, and and a year later, those kids came to him with a history book, and they said, hey, man, we see this picture in the history books, and they don't have any story about it. It's just a two-liner with uh, people's names. We see this guy with your name. Were you in the Olympics? And he talks about, in this article, it's pretty fantastic, uh, uh, exactly what it was that he was trying to do and accomplish, which to, was to show his solidarity with the equal rights movement and simultaneously cause conversation and controversy. He said, as soon as we raised our hands, it's like somebody hit a switch. The mood in the stadium went straight to venom. Within days, Tommy and I were suspended from the U.S. Olympic team and had to leave Mexico City early. The aftermath was hell for me and my family. First 10 years after those Olympics were hell for me. A lot of people walked away from me. They weren't walking away because they didn't have love for me or they had disdain for me. They were walking away because they were afraid. What they saw happening to me, they didn't want to happen to them and theirs. It's amazing. He ended up losing his wife. His relationship with his kids became strained. There is a cost for speaking out. And in that, you have to... Let Let you know that nothing's free? There's that for sure. But you, you also have to accolade Colin Kaepernick because, you know, very few of these athletes actually stand out, you know, stand up for something. Right. And I mean, he got paid. They they paid him because they didn't <laughs> cut him at that period last right. year when they were going to cut him. They did not cut him. He got paid. I don't know how much Kaepernick's deal was, but it's plenty of money. I doubt he'll ever need, you know, a loan. I do believe. I think he does he have 30 million guaranteed or something like that? It's a lot of money. I know that much. And it was also very interesting that, you know, the way that he laid it out, talking about from his perspective as uh, as a as a biracial person, from his perspective, you know, he said, uh, this stand wasn't for me. Well, you know what? Let's just play it. Let's see what he says. Let's let Colin tell it. I mean, ultimately, it's to bring awareness and make people, you know, realize what's really going on in this country. There are a lot of things that are going on that are unjust. People aren't being held accountable for and that's something that needs to change. That's something that, you know, this country stands for freedom, liberty, justice for all. And it's not happening for all right now. 
I, I'll continue to sit. I'm going to continue to stand with the people that are being oppressed. Uh, to me, this is something that has to change. And when there's significant change, and I feel like that flag represents what it's supposed to represent, and this country is representing people the way that it's supposed to, I'll stand. There's people being murdered unjustly and not being held accountable. Cops are getting paid leave for killing people. That's not right. That's not right by anyone's standards. There it is. I mean, it's a pretty solid statement. Yeah. I didn't hear any emotional uh, wavering in his voice or anything. He, no. he's, you can tell he believes in what he's standing for. Yeah. And as a black man, obviously, black homicides at the, uh, the hands of the authorities are, are an issue dear to my heart. It's good to see somebody in a position of power standing up and saying something. Um, it's going to be very interesting to see where this goes because this kind of thing stokes the, you know, it stokes the flames and it seems to inspire other athletes. A thing I'd like to know is, is Colin Kaepernick, was he inspired by Carmelo Anthony and LeBron and Chris Paul and Dwayne yeah, Wade? That's true. You know what I mean? Because these things seem to snowball. And uh, and it's I, I just think it's great that they, I, I just think it's great. I think it's great that they, you know what I mean, that they that they were willing to do this. Yeah, and I hope they don't put the twist on it that he doesn't stand for the military and all that kind of stuff. They're already I, trying to do that. I don't believe that's not true. I don't think that's what yeah, he's that, saying. This guy, you know, everybody who has any sense should stand for the military, for, for those young men out there that are putting it on the line. That would be ridiculous, you know. He's just standing up for an issue that's close to his heart. And so you can't be upset at him. You can be, but, you know, it's really not justifiable. Yeah. Well, I want to introduce a uh, a segment on the Ozone. We got a phone number. We have a phone number now. Let's spit it. Let's spiggity spit it. It's 424-254-ZONE. What is that? Z-O-N-E. 424-254-9663. Let us know what you're thinking about our topics, about our show. We've had a couple callers already call in, and we're gonna go. Uh, we're gonna go to it right after we get to this spot because it's hot outside, folks. I don't know where you are, but we're in Koreatown, and it's pumping 90 degrees still. And I'm wearing a fresh polo from the Five Four Club. Yes, oh yes, the special is still going on. Head over to FiveFourClub.com. Get yourself a curated package of clothing, fellas. Every month, become a part of the club. Have a professional stylist put together your wardrobe every month for $60 a month. You will receive a box of clothes for war- that's worth more than $150. This is the win-win here. Run over to 54club.com, put in promo code OMAR, get some money off your first couple months delivery, and thank me later. Let's go to the phones. Let's see what our Ozone listeners want to say and want to know. Mm. Hey, man. I love this new show. I uh, just have a quick question for you guys. This is the new hotline for for Ozone. Uh, who won, really, Joey Bosa or the Chargers? Ooh, that's a good question there. Oh, I like this. I like this. You know, for those who don't know, the icon's nickname is Tech Terry. He set up a mm-hmm. uh, a fancy call-in line for us because he was getting hit on Twitter by a lot of people. And that was our very first call from callers on the Ozones that aren't necessarily friends of the Ozone, but listeners who I'd like to think are friends. I don't know if they feel the same about me. But you tell me, T. Bonaroni, who do you think won in this saga of the holdout uh, between uh, high draft pick Joey Bosa and the San Diego Chargers. I know how I feel about it. Well, for me, it's a win-win. Uh, who who loses? He's getting his money. He's going to get to play. I feel like the guys have to have some kind of stern stance because NFL is 
they play hardball in an NFL, you know. So if you don't stand stand up and hold out a little bit just to get that little bit of extra piece of change or whatever you're looking for, then you can end up with the short end of the stick. Seems to be about respect as much as it is. You think? It seems to be as much as about respect with that holdout as it is about the actual dough. Because with the NFL, the respect comes in the form of the dough. Yeah, that's true. You know, now for me, I think the winner here is Joey Bosa. Really? Yeah, because one, he yeah. got to skip three preseason <laughs> games. Those preseason games. <laughs> yeah, where he might have, you know, broken his back or his neck or anything else and not been compensated. Right. Um, he showed the league, the organization. He stood out as a leader. He showed everybody that he was, you know, down for the team and for the cause. Obviously, he's still been working out and, you know, he, I don't think it's going to do anything to, to stun his growth in the NFL. Just, if anything, you just have a certain num- finite number of snaps in you, in mm-hmm. your body, when it comes to the NFL. And the more can you can use those in a game, the better. To get into playing condition. Yeah. And I don't, I don't see any reason that he's not going to have the same season that he would have had if he would have been, you know, signed up earlier, right. except for he might have gotten hurt. Right. He might not start off as fast. You know, coming from college to the pros is difficult. You have to learn how to, you know, you learn all the plays and where you're supposed to be, the formations and whatnot. But I don't think that it's going to hurt him long term. Yeah. You know, the consensus from my side uh, is that, that both, both parties won because the Chargers definitely need the help. Um, but I say who won, who really won more would be Joey Bosa for one, because he went from top ramen uh, and and frosted flakes to filet mignon if he wanted with an extra twenty five million dollars in his pocket. Right. And I mean, it, you know, how can you lose with that? You tell me when you lose when you pick up twenty five million. Matter of fact, I got to check my lotto ticket and see how uh, see if <laughs> I won. It only takes a buck. <laughs> and a little luck, and you win the lottery. <laughs> He used to have great, I mean, fantastic commercials for the California Lottery that made Which underage that Cali- people want to gamble. Is it isn't that California commercial? No, no, that's not that one. I thought that was a lottery commercial too. No, that's for Jeep. Oh, I love you, California. You're the greatest state of all. I love you in the winter, summer, spring, and in the fall. I mean, nice you know, anything, your song's always going to be better if you mention California. Yeah. Let's just take that off the top. We got any more calls? Let's see what, what else do they have more. to say. What up, guys? This is Bill. I got a question for you about Kaepernick. Why is he doing this broadcast in the third preseason game of the season? What's the point? Wow. Bill came in hard. Strong. He came in strong. You know what Bill sounded like? What? He sounded like an 80s rapper. <laughs> What's up, y'all? My name is Bill. B-I-L-L real. We gonna go. And we know that we going down to the show. Rah! <laughs> and that was uh, Bill. How you doing, man? Step away from the phone. You said your mouth was so close to the phone. But I still love you. And, you know, we covered some of the Kaepernick saga I agree. That is a good question. Why is he? Why did he choose the third game of the preseason to make this uh, time to be the time? You know, um, I, I can't really answer that question, to be honest. Uh, I think that obviously it worked. It's right before the season starts. It put some attention on the Niners, on him, and on the issue without taking much away from the actual team in the NFL. So maybe there was a strategy behind it where it was like he didn't want to be a cancer or anything like that, but he did want to make his point. 
And I mean, we looked it up. Colin Kaepernick guaranteed $61 million. In the words of Bugs Buzzy, 60, Bugs Bunny, 61 million simoleons. That is a <laughs> lot of money there. So uh, he's he's eating good. Yeah. Well, I like that phone line. Guys, you're listening to the Ozone. If you want to call in, you want to leave a message, uh, you want to let us uh, uh, know how you feel. You don't have to ask a question. You could just leave a you could leave a hot take if you like. And you never know. You could be featured on the Ozone. Yeah, keep it brief. <laughs> I know you guys want to jump on me. It's all good. Man, what do you think about, uh, about since we're in the NFL, what about Mark Sanchez? How are they going to name Mark Sanchez a starter and then all of a sudden he's like, he's like Puig Mark Sanchez now. Yeah, and this is the terrible thing about the NFL. You know, they were just selling him that until they found somebody better. Right? And as soon as they got somebody better, they're like, okay, man, I don't know if you're going to make the team, dude. I mean, just, just you know, <laughs> just give me 100%. <laughs> Mark Sanchez is on the outside looking in now. Wow. That's terrible, right? He thought he had a gig. He's third string. Yeah. Literally, third string. And, I mean, really, he's holding on by his string because they were talking about releasing him at one point. Wow. Wow. What can you do? What can you do? Speaking of speaking out, man, you know, it's it's about a week old, but the, the consequences are still reverberating. How about Hope Solo? Right? She's really bugging it out, and it's 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 costing her this time. There's some lasting consequences. Well, she's out of the league. She's finished. She's out of the league. She, her, she's her out of the Olympics, over. and she's out of the league. Her career's over. She just came out and, you know, saying basically she's blown away that her career's over. For bumping her gums about losing. For basically being a sore loser. Yeah, but I mean. And of, having a history of being a sore, even a sore winner at times. It's hard, though, I mean, for you to just be a. You're supposed to take that L and just like, what are you supposed to do? I don't know what they're calling. I don't know what I was about to say. On. You're not supposed to insult the the other team. Right. Per I se. don't understand why she did that. I don't. If you're going to really insult understand. anybody, insult your own team. Right. But you know, they nixed her contract like it was. They had enough. They had enough. They did. And, and this is why. This is what's going to be interesting to see what happens with Colin Kaepernick and anybody else because. And we all know that most of the ownership in all of these leagues is a good old boy network. Mm-hmm. And it's going to be interesting to see how they feel being challenged or just for their players. They're not going to feel it at all. Not being straight, you know, straight and narrow as far as the, uh, you know what I mean, as far uh-huh. as the status quo goes. And I'm sure that's some kind of morality clause that they're trying to pull out on the right. I don't think the NFL could possibly have a morality clause. No, I'm in talking there. about for Hope Solo. <laughs> oh, maybe so because she's representing the country. Right. I thought you were talking about the NFL. No, no, geez, no, these they guys. Don't, no, they don't. Wow. They don't have what one. is the morality? <laughs> I'm pretty sure it's an anything goes when it comes. To, uh, it seems like it's anything goes in the in the NFL. Wow. Want to move on? Want to move on to our uh, our favorite sport? In this brief edition of the Ozone. I got a bone to pick in Major League Baseball, to be honest. What's wrong? It is this instant replay. It's broke. It's broken. I've watched them replay plays and still get it wrong. That just, How does that happen? That turns into a pissing contest at that point. That's exactly what it is. They're saying, hey, man, I'm, I, I know that I was wrong, but guess what? I'm still right. Yeah, but it's the they in this situation is supposed to be a disconnected unit that's watching from New York. But how do we know what they're talking about on the thing? I don't know who's hey, actually back there. <laughs> Who do you got on this game? <laughs> I mean, I won't go as far as to say that it's that it's uh, rigged. I'm not going to imply that for baseball at all. 
But I think that I think that for the most part, when they go to replay, they get it right. Mm-hmm. I don't know why it takes so long for them to get the obvious ones right. Like I don't I don't know what is it that why why do they need thirty seconds, ninety seconds sometimes to get a play that was obviously called wrong right? Yeah, but why is it that the umpires are like fifty percent of the time wrong in the first place? Well, that makes the argument that you need more replay. I just think I that there's think so. gotta be a I think that I, I don't know if I feel like there should be a time limit on it. Just as fast if the umpires are seeing it real time, then let's say, okay, we'll give them the benefit of the doubt. We'll double you, that. Yeah, let's give it to them. Let's give them thirty seconds. There shouldn't be three, four. There minutes. should be no three or four minute challenges. Yeah, that's ridiculous. That means that we're dissecting it and it shouldn't go that far. I don't have a problem with dissecting it. I just don't know who's dissecting it that needs to dissect it so slowly. Uh, dissect it quickly. This is your job. Yeah, well, you're checking like all the angles that they're shooting on on television, and slow mo and slow means slow. <laughs> so you can't you can't. Be- I, there's very few replays in the games that I watch which, after the second replay, I can't tell what the call the proper call should be. I just feel like it takes away from the game. Really, I I was sort of down with it in the beginning. But now, since they're not going to get the calls right in the first place, what does it matter? Wow. All right, guys. Well, we want to thank you for joining us on the Ozone. My name is uh, Omar, and you can catch me at Omar Miller on Twitter and at Omar Benson Miller on Instagram. You can catch Terry Miller, my brother, at Icons, E-Y-E-C-O-N-Z on both. want to end it with a nice quote today from Dr. Martin Luther King Jr. It is that injustice anywhere is a threat to justice everywhere. You remember that. You guys have a great day wherever you're going, wherever you are. Ozone, out.